Bring it home with Sarah and Tanil. Sarah, I tell you what, we have just about made it through July. How about that? Time flies when you're having fun. I tell you what, <laughs> it does. And you know, a lot of families are getting ready for back to school. Yes. And you know what's interesting for a lot of students, it has been since the beginning of March 2020, since they actually went to school like five days a week, every single day, in person. No mask. No mask <laughs> for some. Yeah. This is going to be a culture shock it to is. get everybody going again. And and for the parents as well, because I'm definitely in that boat. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be in the days for a while too. Yes, yes. So, you know, back to school is upon us. Yes. And we've got some questions and we brought in a, a special guest today that I would like to introduce you and our listeners to. Okay. Uh, we've got Miss Twyla King. She mm -hmm. is the school counselor at Haywood Elementary School in Brownsville, Tennessee, on the phone with us today. So good morning, Miss Twyla. Good morning. Hi, Twyla. <laughs> we, we need a school Hi. counselor. We need one because, uh, yeah, it's going to be a challenge to get us going again. Well, and she's a good one, I will say, because she's had my kids. So. Uh, okay. And they are very fond Thank of Miss Twyla. Thank you for saying that. Yes. <laughs> well, Twyla, we're just going to jump right in. All right. Okay. So, what are some ideas or suggestions that you have for parents or caregivers? What can they start doing now to plan for the 2021-22 school year? Because it's next week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for it's, many. It's here. All right. Yes. So, um, one of, some of the things that I think are most important to do is, number one, just start talking with, um, with their students about the return to school. Also, um, some of, some things are gonna remain the same, like, you know, purchasing those school supplies and all of that stuff. You know, we all want those new shoes and new clothes for the That's first right. few days. That <laughs> so sounds like tax-free weekend yes. stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to doing those things, I think um, taking vitamin C and other immune building vitamins is going to be helpful for this year because with many schools returning to the more traditional setting with larger class sizes than we have seen in the past year the potential for bugs like the stomach flu strep throat all of that stuff is going to also increase so i think that's one of the main things that um, can help parents to kind of get going and making sure that in those first few weeks that the child is not sick. Wow, I don't think we've ever <laughs> focused on taking vitamin C no. uh, as a back to school step. But that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. It is. I hadn't mm -hmm. thought about that. Because, you know, a lot of these kids haven't been around large groups. Mm -mm. So, you know, mm -mm. we did see a decrease in all that stuff over the last year. But now we're we're around more people. And the kids that did right. go to school in person, a lot of them were wearing masks. Right. And masks mm -hmm. didn't only prevent COVID, but other stuff, too. Yeah. I haven't even thought right. about and that. And the masks are coming off a lot of places. And yeah. so, yeah, vitamin C, that's a good idea. Good idea. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Twyla, it always like has a little bit of nervousness, you know, at the beginning of the school year and anxiety mm -hmm. for the students and the parents. But how can right. we as parents and caregivers handle the questions that children have? You know, they have worries. They hear stuff on the news. They hear us talking about things. How can we kind of address uh, some of their anxieties? 
All right. So first, I think um, keeping the lines of communication open. Mm-hmm. Um, as ask your child how he or she is feeling, and encourage them to share with you the positive and the negative. Mm-hmm. Also, providing factual information to uh, children because places there's there's TikTok, there's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube that has a wealth of information, but all of it is not always factual. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so that is that's a way for uh, parents to find out what what they're feeling, what they know, and where they're getting their information from. And then also one of the things that you mentioned was trying to minimize the amount of incorrect knowledge that they're intaking. And then reminding the students that they can, what they can do to help to keep themselves safe. So there will be things like proper hand washing, covering their cough and their sneeze, and making sure that they're able to do those things on their own at home so that when they do return to school, that it won't be and that won't be an adjustment for for them. So kind of empowering them to do some things can take away some of their mm-hmm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So as this school year is quickly approaching, we know that a lot of schools have updated their COVID-19 protocols from just this last school year. So that's going to be mm-hmm. some more change in the school setting. You know, so where do you recommend that parents and caregivers get their district's current protocols? And what are your thoughts on discussing these with the students prior to the first day of school? That's, a, that's an excellent question. Um, becoming familiar with their school district's website and social media pages is going to be paramount in making sure that you're staying abreast of the newest information. Because things can change quickly, right, Twyla? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And also uh, making sure that you're subscribed to receive any updates that are coming out. And then also once the school year starts, most, most classroom teachers um, use something like Remind, or class dojo. Mm -hmm. So making sure that parents are subscribed to those because, you know, as the year progresses, if there are things that change, then um, it can be communicated quickly with parents through those platforms. Yeah, I think those are great tools. Parents just need to follow through and keep your mm-hmm. phone number updated. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we mm-hmm. change phone numbers and yeah. uh, we don't always get that information to the school and we need to do that. Right, Twyla? Yes, absolutely. Phone numbers and um, email addresses. Okay. And also in our area, we are lucky to have text alerts that are, that are sent out in conjunction with our local radio station. And this is a great resource for um, staying abreast of school and community community news. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. A lot of a lot of communities mm-hmm. use that. You just have to subscribe, and they're usually free. So yeah, that's the they good are. thing about yeah. it. Yeah. So we kind of talked about you know how we can address kids that are worried about catching the virus at school. You know, kind of empowering them to do those things that really they should have been doing anyway. You know, <laughs> right. washing their hands correctly and covering coughs and sneezes. Uh, but let's let's move on to this. How do we help children kind of transition from behind the screen? You know, because the kids, a lot of them have been going virtually, if not every day, they've been doing some online work since the pandemic began. So how do we get them from behind the screen to back to more traditional face-to-face social interaction? Excellent. Another excellent question. Well, from traditional classroom instruction to makeshift living room virtual lessons has been an adjustment. So we have to first let students know that it may be a bit awkward at first to return to in-person learning and activities and that it can be overwhelming. But one of the most important things to do is to encourage students and remind them that they are not alone Mm -hmm. and that it's not just them that are feeling this way, but there's countless other children who are feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. And also encourage them to be patient with themselves. For example, it may be hard for them to focus in the classroom after becoming so accustomed to learning at home. But we we have to let them know that it's okay and that it may be a slow process. And if they are feeling anxious or frustrated that this this crisis manifests differently for everyone. And we have to remind students that these feelings um, are, don't don't make them different from other people. And then also, um, if the feelings persist and they are getting worse as far as the anxiety, then consider talking to the school counselor or other um, qualified person. Hmm. Yeah, those are great tips. Again, I feel like a lot of what you said is like what Tanil said earlier, you are empowering each individual mm-hmm. student and giving them some ownership and saying it's okay to have these feelings. <laughs> right. Everybody's going right. to have yeah. some feelings. Even the teachers right. may be experiencing some of that and other school staff, you know. The parents yes. are right. experiencing some feelings. That's right. And that kind of leads That's to right. our next question. You know, um, the last year has been slower for everybody. <laughs> you know, sometimes because mm-hmm. things got canceled that we wanted to do. Other Other families just chose not to you know, venture out much. So how do we address kids that are, are struggling with that area? You know, we've been pretty laid back and now it's it's back to the grind. <laughs> they like the laid back. They're not ready for the grind. <laughs> you know. They're not ready to jump No, they're in. not. And some of the parents are right. not. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of, through the summer, as our schedule has picked up, I've been feeling a little bit of that myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, whoa. Uh-huh. You know, so. What's going on? Yes. So, you know, how, how can we address that that, that issue well number one go slow and don't expect all kids to just jump back into their old routine 
also we must adjust our expectation mm. of, of them mm-hmm. and then talk with talk with the children about upcoming activities and set up a schedule of events and it may be helpful to have the schedule posted up in the home or somewhere where they can see it so that they know and are able to stay abreast of what's going on. And then when we're making the schedule, we should find out the interests that are most important to them and try to make those a priority. So Twyla, am I hearing you say that everything that was on the schedule before March of 2020 doesn't necessarily have to make the schedule for August of 2021? <laughs> that is exactly right, Camille. <laughs> that is exactly right. Okay. I love this thought. Uh, okay. no. <laughs> I really think, it, it is. you know. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I really think it's, it, you've got to make some priorities. Yeah, she said start slow. Yeah. So we can't just mm-hmm. jump back in. You know, maybe we need to take mm-hmm. baby steps back, uh-huh. you know. I lo- and I love mm-hmm. this idea you shared, Twyla, of posting a schedule so that everybody can see it and we know... We know where we're supposed to be. Yes. <laughs> right, right, And I right. think, too, I mean... Well, I- and then... Oh, go ahead. There's, no, there was just a couple more. And that these two are um, set time limits for activities. So, for example, if your child is invited to a birthday party, it might be helpful if to decide, well, we're going to stay for 30 minutes or we're going to stay 45 minutes and then and then be flexible with that just in case if the child gets there and they're having a, a better time than what they anticipated, then you can increase that time. Yeah, because if we hadn't had cake yet, we're not leaving. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're not or going anywhere. Bag no, we're not going anywhere. Right. No, no. <laughs> that's a good idea though set some boundaries yeah yeah well so I know that we were home more with our children and there were some attachment issues that came up that weren't there in the beginning so how can we kind of deal with that now that maybe you know the kids are going back to school the parents may be going back to work or they may be at home just the separation issue Um, how do we kind of deal with that well First, we probably need to um, talk about that with the students and then develop a plan for dealing with the separation. And that plan is going to consist of what the parent is going to do once the the separation episode begins, (laughs) or if there is one. Um, also how to identify like the triggers or the ways that we know that the child is becoming upset. And then the reason why it's important to talk to the child about that is because they can help us to know what they need in that situation. It doesn't include staying with parents but you can come up with some things that would that would be incentive or um, things for them to work towards if if they're able to remain in the area or the setting that they're being dropped off at. 
Um, and also reassure children that they are okay and that school or daycare or wherever they're going camp is a safe place. Mm -hmm. And then also, mm -hmm, and then also uh, having a calm and consistent routine as far as drop off. So if, if things are chaotic at home or on the way to school, then if the child is already upset, then chances are that behavior is going to continue when it's time to separate. Mm, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. So, um, and that just, that makes it just difficult for the child. And sometimes kids have a difficulty getting back on track for the rest of the day. Right. And so we, mm -hmm, and we want them to be able to have a productive day. So where can parents go if they need help? If they can see that their child is not adjusting well, who can they reach out to, to kind of help with the process? Well, I think we may have lost Twyla. <laughs> Twyla, you there? Hey, it's technology. I know. <laughs> it's technology. I mean, I would, I'm not a uh, school counselor, but I would say contact the school counselor. Right. Or a trusted, uh, maybe a pastor or a trusted adult that your child might speak to. Yeah, know? reach out to the school staff because they yeah. can definitely get you to the right place yes. if you don't know where that is. So thank you so much to Twilight King for joining us. Um, you know, we were, gosh, given a lot of tips that are going to yes, help those us were through great. this. And I heard her say multiple times, talk to them. Communication is key, guys. Right. So let's start this school year off on the right foot by preparing our children, no matter their age, for what this school year is going to be and set, it, set them up for success. Exactly. Well, in the words of Mr. Bob Marley, live the life you love. And love the life you live. Happy back to school, everybody. Take care.